Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, welcome to the show. You know, I occasionally hear complaints about Apple Podcasts not updating the show whenever there's a new episode posted. And it's true. Sometimes the Apple Podcasts app is really, really slow to update. But here's the best solution if you've run into that problem. The Patreon app for your smartphone is the best way to stay up to date with new episodes. And it's the best way to listen. Every time there's a new show, you're going to get an automatic alert on your phone, notifications for the free shows on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and notifications for the Friday after party and the postmortem shows too. You can listen at home or in your car with a couple of swipes, and you can join our community of listeners in the comments under each episode. Subscribe for as little as $1 a month at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Then download the Patreon app from the App Store onto your phone, and that's it. It's as easy as that. Thank you for supporting this completely independent podcast, and now let the cartoons begin on your Patreon app. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. See, see what happens is, is if Rachel Maddow gave me $1 million, she would still make $29 million a year. I just thought I'd wow. pass that along. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, August 26, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, Rachel. How about a million dollars? Day 219 of the Biden-Harris administration. 437 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at the Bob Seska and on Twitter at Bob Seska underscore. Go. Here come the goth ninjas. Yeah, right. We call them the goth ninjas. They are Jody Hamilton and David T. Rex Ferguson. Jody Hamilton is from the From the Bunker podcast, from bunkercom Also, patreon.com slash from the bunker. No, no dashes in there. Also, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexyliberal.com. It is your podcasting superstation. And David T. Rex Ferguson from Astral Summer. That's his music project, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Oh, hi, Goth Ninjas. Hello. Welcome. Hello. What's up, bitches? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I can't wait to talk about this. I've been looking forward to talking about this for the last 24 hours now. This Michigan judge has totally nailed Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell. This U.S. District Judge Linda Parker just completely owned these two frauds. I mean, absolute frauds. Spells it out in abundant detail, picks apart their ridiculous conspiracy theories and lies piece by piece, and then has handed down one of the greatest judicial orders that I have ever seen. So let's let's talk about this for a second, shall we? This needs its own theme music. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it definitely does. We well, God. You know, when now I first I'm, heard Judge Linda Parker, I heard Judge Linda Carter, and I was like, "Fucking a Wonder Woman wrote this." <laughs> like, <laughs> first things first, uh, they were referred for disbarment. That's my favorite part of it. So it's like yeah. uh, on multiple fronts, all of these guys are getting referred for disbarment. They are no longer going to be practicing law. But you know, look, I don't think that's the point. And there's part of me that's going, well, yeah, duh, to this entire decision, because the whole point of this is not necessarily to have some sort of legal pretext to overturn the election. The point of all of this is the big grift. The point of all of this is Save America PAC, pumping as much cash into Save America PAC as they possibly can. But let's go through this a little bit. First of all, the judge, uh, Linda Parker here, said, It was an historic and profound abuse of the judicial process. And then uh, here in lawandcrime.com, they write, full of indignation and spanning 110 pages, U.S. District Judge Linda Parker's ruling reads like a treatise on the judiciary's role in protecting the democratic process. Yep, is exactly what it is. Linda Parker wrote, the uh, lawsuit represents an historic and profound abuse of the judicial process. It is one thing to take on the charge of vindicating rights associated with an allegedly fraudulent election. It is another to take on the charge of deceiving a federal court and the American people into believing that rights were infringed without regard to whether any laws or rights were, in fact, violated. This is what happened here. What she describes right there, big fraud. And she says it explicitly. This case was never about electoral fraud. But what they're doing is they're confronting fake fraud with a real fraud. That's just my, I'm adding that on. That's not what the uh, judge wrote. But it's a real fraud to pursue a fake fraud. Uh, It was about undermining the people's faith in our democracy and debasing the judicial process to do so, she added. And despite the haze of confusion, commotion, and chaos counsel intentionally attempted to create by filing this lawsuit, one thing is perfectly clear. Plaintiff's attorneys have scorned their oath, flouted the rules, and attempted to undermine the integrity of the judiciary all along the way. You know, what are the odds that Tucker Carlson led with this last night, and then that was picked up by Laura Ingram, and then that was picked up by Sean Hannity? I bet they entirely ignored this. I bet this is never going to... I mean, They're probably talking about Pop-Tart flavors or something. (laughs) You know. How Pop Tart flavors are the end of America, specifically. There's too many rainbows. <laughs> you know. That's right. The, the Pop Tarts are too the Rainbow woke. sprinkles are an infringement upon straight kids. <laughs> yeah. The judge further ordered, and here we go. The Kraken lawyers, Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood, are to complete and pay for. This is my favorite part. They have to pay for it. I love that. Continuing legal education courses on pleading standards and election law. Here's the actual part of the order. Plaintiff's attorneys shall each complete at least 12 hours of continuing legal education in the subjects of pleading standards, at least six hours total, and election law, at least six hours total, within six months of this decision. Any (laughs) courses must be offered by a nonpartisan organization and must be paid for at counsel's expense. Within six months of this decision, each attorney representing plaintiffs shall file an affidavit, in this case, describing the content and length of the courses attended to satisfy this requirement. Oh, yeah. She literally sent them to school. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean. Run along, learn about law, get back to me when you're done. 
the question I have here is it is it twelve hours in real time or is it twelve credit hours? Course hours, probably. Course hours, yeah. Because probably. usually, like a college level course is what like three credit hours. So they what they would have to take two courses on pleading standards and two courses on election law for like one semester each or simultaneously over the course of one semester. That's my, I'd like to think that that was the way they have to do it. It's like units. I mean, I took four units per class. Yeah, exactly. In in college. So that sounds like what they're. (laughs) God, I really am already like my ears are bleeding in advance for the people who have to share a classroom with Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood. Yeah. Dressed as Donald Trump. Try to show. First off, his name is Lynn Wood. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he is the quintessential Donald Trump cosplayer. I mean, he literally dresses up like Donald Trump for these events. Not as like some sort of fun Halloween costume. Like, hey, I'm going to go as uh, Donald Trump to this Halloween party and everyone's going to be amazed. Look at his wig and he's got the great he's got the MAGA hat and the red tie and the long overcoat and yay, fun. No, he's really dressing like Donald Trump because he loves Donald Trump. And of course, we all know this is all part of the big grift. This is all part of the big scam. Um, some more details here. Uh, forgive me if I repeat some of these things, but I've got the uh, more of the judge's order here. I just I love to read. I'm just basking in this. I'm just soaking in this. It is You're soaking in it right now. <laughs> exactly. It is further ordered that plaintiffs' attorneys shall jointly and severally pay the fees and costs incurred by the state defendants and the city of Detroit to defend this action. So they got to pay all the attorneys' fees too. Which is apparently in the at least tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. That's what the uh, attorney general, I think it was the attorney general of Michigan was saying on Lawrence mm-hmm. yesterday. I think but ballpark uh, tens of millions of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. It is further ordered that within 14 days of this opinion and order, the state defendants and city of Detroit shall submit time and expense records specifying for each attorney who performed work on the matter, the date, the hours expended, the nature of the work performed, and where applicable, the attorney's hourly rate. So they're going to make sure they get it right. Because if Linwood and Sidney Powell are on the hook for these bills... They got to get it down to the second, maybe because you know, lawyers, <laughs> if if nothing else, lawyers are really good at compiling their hours spent, right? <laughs> Putting those numbers together, billable hours, exactly right. So it goes on and on and on. Uh, the perfect response to what has been all along an obvious grift, and at some point soon, this needs to happen with Donald Trump specifically where he is on the hook for all of this shit. Obviously, there's a different standard for someone who is a a private citizen, someone who's not a lawyer. Part of this ruling by Judge Parker had a lot to do with the fact that when it comes to the First Amendment, you can say shit on Twitter. You can go on cable news and say stupid Mm -hmm. shit. And you're exercising your First Amendment rights. But when you enter a court of law, there's a much different standard for attorneys as far as the truth goes, as far as reality goes, as far as lying goes. And judges don't look favorably upon you know, attempts at being scammed. So consequently, I mean, they brought their dog and pony show. You know, they took it straight from the parking lot of Four Seasons Lawn Care. You know, <laughs> into the courtroom, yeah. forgetting that they were crossing a bright line there. Yeah, into where things are like you know entered into testimony and transcribed to the letter, and mm-hmm. you are held accountable for those things. Yep. if they're not true. Well, meanwhile, the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot, the insurrection, 
requested documents from several U.S. agencies related to the attack, signaling they intend to conduct a sprawling investigative effort. The committee demanded records related to at least 30 members of Trump's inner circle, including Trump, including Don Jr., including Roger Stone, including all of these rat bastards. Tiffany and, and what's the son's name? I forget. Tiffany, Eric... Uh, My name's Eric. The young one. The young one. The oh. baby. Oh, Baron. 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 So Tiffany and Baron are the only people not going to be subpoenaed. Oh, fun times if you're I mean, Eric all the Trump way back to Don April Jr. of 2020. Yeah. They're looking at stuff. That was one thing I noticed in Rachel Maddow's interview with um, Chairman Benny Thompson last night when he, she's like, what is this thing for April 2020 you're asking for? And he's like, that's information I can't share with you yet. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was like, mm, that smells exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump said that uh, he intends to protect his presidential privilege or whatever it is. His, you that's know, garbage. Yeah, this is National Archive. This stuff's already entered into the public record. Absolutely. So, yeah. Never forget that this is the House, and Nancy Pelosi took this very personally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were running through those halls screaming for her literal head. For her death, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, I mean, and really, like, but more so the threats to her, I feel like she is rea- responding to the threats to her staff and her friends and her colleagues and the people that clean the place and yeah. serve the food and have been there every day that she's been there herself, you know, and she's, like, I mean, this is her family, that was her, you know, her house. And yeah. she's not going to like, I mean, and, I, you know, I I really feel like Democrats need to ride this all the way to 2022 and the midterms. You know, they need to, you know, bring the stuff out, dump it in the public sphere. Yeah. Already a majority of people in the country hate Trump. Yeah. But we really, I mean, every single ex- rot piece of, rotten floorboard needs to be yanked out and mm-hmm. replaced. And, yeah. Well, whatever's uh, underneath needs to be exposed. And speaking of Nancy Pelosi, can we take a second to acknowledge the fact she got all these moderates to vote for this three point five trillion dollar uh, jobs and awesome. family? Yeah, just incredible. God, why? Why don't we have someone like that in the Senate? I just Chuck Schumer. I don't feel that guy. Yeah, you know, I just. I mean, awesome for him. She does he, have more people to be malleable with than he does. He's got fifty. That's yeah, it. yeah. He's got a very uh, limited range in terms got of fifty. Yeah. Um, and he has been this past year to me more forceful with yeah. his caucus than ever before. He's forceful with his caucus, which is an yeah, important he, thing. He's to forceful do with his caucus. <laughs> oh, God. That's not what got the mayor of New York canned. I mean, the governor, fuck that. I just blew that line. <laughs> Isn't that what got Governor Cuomo canned? <laughs> Yeah, Governor, Governor Cuomo is forceful with his caucus, that's for sure. And, uh, and you know, of course, when you... And a little handsy, too. Bless. Well, a little handsy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when you can't gather your caucus all together, you're officially caucus blockists, right? Is that, <laughs> exactly. Is that how that goes? And he's got two people for sure. <laughs> yeah. In his caucus. Cock blocker conference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in his caucus blocker conference um, that we know for sure of. <laughs> And then we uh, just to just side note, California, yep. vote no on the recall. Yep. And or, and by the way, just do it. Diane yep. Feinstein needs that? to resign now, mm-hmm. so that Gavin Newsom can put somebody there. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is she's going to wait, and it's going to be like Larry Elder mm. making that decision. 
and then fuck us, right? Potentially. That, yeah. I mean, he could get 59, he could get 49% on a no mm-hmm. and still lose his job. And Larry Elder could get 15% of the vote and get Gavin Newsom's job, which our fucking recall law needs to be repealed. It's insane. Yeah, I don't, what's up with that, California? It's dumb. Yeah. I mean, it seems like after this, if Gavin Newsom comes out successful through this process. Hopefully. Seems like that the first that's the first thing the legislature ought to hand them is a new piece of legislation saying, yep. Hey, you know this recall thing? We gotta think this recall thing through again. We gotta yeah. <laughs> we gotta do something about this ridiculous process because we came dangerously close to electing a fucking DJ, a red hat disc jockey from the radio, to be the governor of the fourth largest economy in the world or whatever it is. Oh, whatever. fifth, honey. Fifth we're largest. we're bigger than that. Yeah, we're huge. Yeah, there you go. So god damn it. This is insane. And what do the polls look like right now, Jody? Have you seen the latest it's a poll? It's dead no. heat from what I understand. Oh, Jesus, and God. Though, the, but, but Travis's mom, granted, she lives in a conservative area. Yeah. She works at the post office. She's been getting a ton of mail-in ballots, which suggests mm-hmm. that all the non-conservatives are also voting. I dropped off my ballot the day I got it. Yeah, yeah. And it's already been counted. So, um, And then there was a guy in... South in Compton or something stole mm-hmm. smelled like meth. Um, <laughs> stole three hundred ballots from the mail. Okay, shit. And that's a democratically leaning area mm-hmm. of California. Um, and so they've been found, and hopefully the police have turned that over to the post office because that's mail fraud. Um, basically, my concern. What I'm happy about is that we're getting our ballots by mail, mm-hmm. like we did in November. Yeah. So people that weren't paying attention are like, oh, there's a vote? But then a lot of them are like, well, how do I do this? <laughs> and it's like, just vote no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you sure. don't have to write in anybody for the second question. Just, yeah. And other people are arguing, well, if you write in somebody like Angeline, which would kind of be fun. Mm-hmm. Governor Angeline. Yeah. That'd kind of be fun. Um. Because, you know, the pink Corvette and everything would be hilarious. <laughs> right. Uh, and the big tits, and she's in her 70s. No, and the, no, no. That would be funnier <laughs> than Larry Elder. Yeah, Larry Elder Fast. right now. If Larry Elder becomes governor, he will have become governor with only like 19% of the vote. At the most. Yeah. That's At absolute the madness. He'll probably be intubated by then, though. You know? <laughs> well, that's what, that's what happened with I Gray mean, Davis. Like, yeah. Is he 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 was unpopular. Mm. I mean, he was popular when he was voted in, but he was unpopular among the Democratic elite. And I have reasons to know that. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then he he raised our registration for our cars back from 2000 to 1997. <laughs> really? <laughs> Recall him. Yeah. What, what what year was that previous? That was uh the last two thousand. Two was it two thousand? Wasn't there two thousand two thousand one? It was about twenty years ago. Yeah. Mm. What well, wasn't there the recall election? I thought it was two thousand three ish or somewhere. Maybe around there. it was okay. it was right around there. No, yeah. actually, let me think. It was before I got my. It was right around when I got my solar panels because Schwarzenegger was very good about that. By yeah. the way, um. He wasn't a great governor, mm-hmm. but he would mask mandate. Yeah, of course. 
Let's get him back. Yeah, we're in a complete, um, we're in a completely different paradigm right now, and that's the thing I think yeah. a lot of people are failing to recognize is that we're not in normal times where you know, oh, okay, oh fuck, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the governor now, and oh we're all we're all fucking screwed. It's not that kind of screwing that we're anticipating now. What we're talking about is the worsening of a massive public health crisis. And that, the Senate. What, what, what specifically about the Senate? Well, if Diane Feinstein. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Larry right. Elder gets in. Yes. God forbid Democrats vote <laughs> for fuck's sake. Um, yeah. If, she, if she, if I were Gavin Newsom mm-hmm. and anybody running the DNC right now, yeah. or certainly the Senate's part of that, I would be calling Diane Feinstein and saying the polling is too close. You're mm-hmm. almost 90. You've done a great job for the country. You've yeah. done a great job for California. It's time to resign and let Gavin Newsom appoint somebody new before September 14th mm-hmm. so that we keep the Senate. It's yeah. for the country. If I knew her personally, I, I would feel like fucking pick like, up a phone. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like a Senate fight club. Like they're going to all die in their seats. You know, like that's the like yeah. that's the uh, the unsworn, I mean, the unspoken oath that they. Well, all and swore. then the, the 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 there's a theory. Like he resigns September twelfth. Yeah. And then the lieutenant governor becomes the governor. So I see. the recall election is nothing. And then Diane resigns, and then they appoint Gavin Newsom as our new senator. Oh, interesting. So they could Ooh, actually end chess. around that way. That seems it is an end around a big loophole in the system, doesn't it? It seems like, I like that loophole. Yeah, I hate the fucking law, but I like the loophole. Right, right. Well, maybe that's in the offing. And if they do that with Feinstein, what they need to do is mad libs that script and do it with Stephen mm-hmm. Breyer on the Supreme Court level because <laughs> yes, talk about another no dude shit. that needs to be. Uh, uh, replaced and and needs to resign now while he can, while we can replace him with someone who's decent and not a fucking madman, which is what would end up happening if, oh my God, I don't want to go down this road. Don't say it. Don't do it. I don't want to go down that road. Don't (laughs) do it. Don't. Instead, let's talk about Afghanistan for a second because that's that's fun. Far less. Yeah, it's totally fun. Fun. Yeah. (laughs) Fun Afghanistan conversation. Well, there's a great piece. You got to go look at it uh, in the Intelligencer today by Eric Levitz. It's an outstanding article about the media's manufactured outrage over the over Joe yeah. Biden and Afghanistan. And first of all, we should acknowledge the fact that there was a bomb that went off uh, near the airport. And, and I there are four servicemen have been killed well, on uh, our th- side. There, okay, so we've got official confirmation that uh, yeah, U.S. military personnel are dead. Yeah, there are multiple fatalities. Yeah. I believe there are four servicemen. I think Malcolm Nance tweeted out, of course there were. Yeah, obviously. And it's not the Taliban that did it. It was ISIS. They're talking about ISIS, ISIS. or anything? Shit. Yeah, yeah I thought uh, Donald Trump destroyed ISIS. That's what I thought. He said over and over again, I destroyed ISIS. <laughs> Naturally, what he's going to say now is, well, I'm not president anymore. As soon as I went away, ISIS came back because Joe Biden. Which is oh, all horseshit. It's all horseshit. He never destroyed ISIS in the first place. We know oh he my can't God. even spell ISIS. That <laughs> I mean, is true. He can't. You know what he, he just, definitely can't spell is he can't. If he can't spell ISIS, he certainly can't spell caliphate. 
But this article in The Intelligencer is uh, laid out some new information that I wasn't aware of in terms of the lead up to this withdrawal and why it, it was so chaotic there for 36 hours. It says here uh, by Eric Levitz, the Biden administration advised all U.S. civilians in Afghanistan to leave the country back in May. Yep. Th- this wasn't sprung on people who are in Kabul or wherever else, Kandahar. This wasn't sprung on them two weeks ago. They had that information going back to May, and in fact, they were aware of the peace deal and the May withdrawal date uh, months prior to that. He goes on to say, forcibly evacuating those who chose to stay, along with every Afghan ally who feared Taliban reprisals before the Afghan government fell, would have been an Herculean task in terms of pure logistics, and it was an impossible task in terms of geopolitics. Before its collapse the Afghan government had pressured the United States to limit its evacuation efforts so as to avoid broadcasting the message that America deemed a Taliban victory inevitable. This was a reasonable concern, Eric Levitz writes. Few in the Afghan security forces were eager to die for a lost cause, which is one reason why the Taliban met weak resistance by the time it reached Kabul. Yep. Had the U.S. attempted to evacuate all its allies before the capital fell, the initial stages of that effort would have almost certainly expedited the surrender of the Afghan security forces and thus left many Afghans who worked with the United States in the same basic predicament they find themselves in now. So that's all brand new. I hadn't heard that before, that the word had gone out months and months prior to all of this. Well, the word went out when Trump said we were bringing the troops home from Afghanistan. That's right. right. Yeah. This is the thing that no one – it's like uh, people are acting like Joe Biden got – you know, just woke up a couple weeks ago and was like, let's just do – this Afghanistan thing is boring. Let's just bring everybody home. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. This was a catastrophe that like – started unfolding under the last administration. But the coordination of the airlift, the thousands and Has thousands gr- of people brilliant. That are getting flown mm-hmm. out every day, the Trump administration could no more have done that than the fucker could jump rope for an hour. Yeah. You know, I, just like the, he couldn't organize a charity golf tournament at this point, like n- let alone at a freaking airlift with like CIA missions out to disputed territories where they're yeah. picking up people, you know, just like, holy shit. Well, you know, it, as, it, I, as I've said here, uh, not only on this show, but I, I wrote a piece about it for the banter in terms of uh, the cable news media's reaction to all of this and where it stems from. It stems from an overcorrection for the liberal media bias meme, that fallacy that the Republicans have been playing with for decades and decades and decades. So they've got to overcompensate. Yeah, exactly right. But at the same time, this is, again, another, um, I think, appropriate metaphor for how Donald Trump would have handled this. Because there's a lot of people going right now, whether it's on Fox News or AM Talk Radio or wherever. So, oh, yeah, Donald Trump would have been flawless with this. I think Rich Lowry oh, was saying something along those lines. Like, Rich Lowry, oh, yeah, Donald Trump would have been great. No, it was Ben Dominich. Some, one of these fuckers on Fox News is saying, oh, yeah, this would have been, this would have been much more uh, smooth of a, a withdrawal of, of Donald Trump. No goddamn way that it would be the case. I mean, let's talk mm. about it in terms of keeping the Taliban out of Kabul at the very least. Donald Trump couldn't keep his own fanboys out of Congress, and that was right Thank down you. the goddamn street. I mean, who could, who in their right mind would expect that Donald Trump would have been able to stop the Taliban, 5,000 of whom he released from prison, by the way, to stay out of Kabul? I mean, no. c- contrasted with that, Joe Biden showed fuck you strength. 
And I hope history is going to record it that way, despite cable news. I hope that's the way this all turns out, because that's I think it will. That's the way it ought to be. That's the way it ought to be defined. Fuck you. This strength. is the thing. Democrats do. We do good government. You know, it's yeah. like the yeah. thing is running with ruthless efficiency. Mm-hmm. And like the, pre, you know, the press got really lazy about over the last four years or four and a half years of just being able to like people from the Trump administration would just call them up and leak. Yep. And backstab each other. And it was this constant, like, Shakespearean drama with bodies all over the stage, like the end of Hamlet. But none of them ever <laughs> stayed dead. So I guess it's right. like Hamlet meets a zombie movie. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, what was it's, it Roger Stone called Steve Bannon this last week? A fat, ugly drunk with no sense of, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're doing, they're, all the infighting has begun. I mean, if you watch anything, I mean, Hal Sparks has been covering on his YouTube show. All of this ridiculous flame war that's going on between like Mike Pillow and Roger Stone and Steve Bannon, it all looks like your typical discussion forum flame war. And it always devolves into that. These It always sh- turns into a bunch of Nazis fighting over the last cyanide pill in the bunker. <laughs> yeah. It's this is what happens with all of these scam artists. We saw it in terms of 8chan and Q, where all the people who were responsible for Q and 8chan started suing each other and doxing each other. It's all covered in that Q into the Storm documentary series, where it, it was no longer about, oh, let's perpetuate this scam on, on the world, which is basically it. It's a giant, Q is a giant prank on the world. That's exactly what it is. Instead, what we're going to do is we're gonna, it's going to be Ron and Jim Watkins versus Fred, whoever, I forget his last name, the guy in the wheelchair who founded uh, 4chan and then 8chan. And th- let's, just, let's just fight between ourselves and sue each other into oblivion. That's what it's devolved into. That's what it always does. Do- Anyone who's been on a discussion forum for any length of time on the internet knows that whole fiefdom ends up turning in on itself. It, en- it ends up in nothing but infighting and bullshit. It's one click versus the other click and who said this and who said that and goodbye, cruel world uh, acting out where, oh, I'm leaving forever. Bye. And then they suddenly go back to see, oh, is who's talking about me now? Mm-hmm. This is the way these things always turn out. And that's the way it's turning out between I mean, Mike Pillow spends half of his cyber symposium doing nothing but bitching about this person or that that guy in the red team and this other guy he brought in and where's that guy and who's that guy and why did that guy interfere with the other thing and it's all such horse shit and uh by the way we've got our first edition coming up here of who's suing trump today and we have a jingle Today. <laughs> We're gonna do. That. Oh, I love that. Yeah, That's thanks beautiful. to uh, George Harris for supplying us with that. I've been waiting for months to use this. I needed an excuse to use it, and now we finally get to use it. So, uh, in just a few seconds, we're gonna come back and talk about uh, who's suing Trump today. Right after these words. The Bob Seska Show. Sleep at night, tosses and turns till the morning light. The world's under, the world's not fair. She can't breathe through the heat in the air. Oh. And it's 
Yeah, the great Bob Malone here and uh, another song of the summer. This is Good People. Huge song. There's good people everywhere. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful song. BobMalone.com. And as I've been saying, we've been counting down all the songs of the summer 2021, culminating in the big indie music countdown coming up next weekend. Just in time for Labor Day weekend. So we've got your soundtrack for Labor Day weekend, all of our songs of the summer played in the same order they appear here on the show. And we're coming down to the end of it. David cry again, right? (laughs) I have cried so much lately. So you and me both, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) My new drag name is Anhedonia. Yeah. Um, Hey, look, you know, nothing feels good anymore. I'm just always tired. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about this on Tuesday and I mentioned to John last night that, uh, you know, I've really been trying to incorporate some Ted Lasso optimism into my personality and my uh, certainly my presentation yeah. here on the show. Is it working? Can you tell? <laughs> Can you tell? Oh, we're, we're so we're, happy. We're coming. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Yeah. If there are no, <laughs> if there are no vaccine mandates, it's going to be the end of society as we know it. That's a, <laughs> I feel so much better now. That's totally, totally something Ted Lasso would say, of course. Because uh, he's yummy. And I don't get that. But Kimberly talked me into getting the Apple TV thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Are you enjoying I mean, it? Are you enjoying the Ted Lasso? I haven't review? done it yet, but okay. I, I can because I have a Roku. Oh, yes, and, we do. Uh, we do, too. Do you watch the Roku city that scrolls by for the screensaver? They've got this like purple cityscape that Roku, when you pause a show or something like that after a oh, few Oh, yeah, minutes, they do. I, I've seen that. Yeah. It's I, fun. I, I stare at that thing for what <laughs> seems like way too long to stare at a uh, screen. It mesmerizes saver. you, Bob. Yeah. What you do is I'm you. At have... the end, I'm at the end of Mr. Mercedes. Oh, what do you think of Mr. Mercedes? It's one of Ooh, our faves. That first season was <laughs> insane. Oh, yeah. And then the second the season book was, was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third season is interesting. I'm worried about Miss um, Linklater. <laughs> I'm worried about Lou. Yeah. Um, and I think it ended after the third season. Yeah, it did. I think that was it. There I think three books. Three seasons, yeah. Three books, three seasons. And then that first season, it has a death scene in it that I never want to see. In the beginning of the damn show. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Oh, I know. But then there's another death in, in the season that where someone is... Oh, I'm not going to. I don't want to spoil. Don't it, do it. Don't, I know exactly don't spoil what it. What you're talking about? Because boy, so in the I. book, it was. Mm. Oh yeah, it just goes on. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to see the movie because of that. Yeah, Harry Treadwell. Yeah, who is English? Mm-hmm. Plays Mr. Mercedes, right? And without that haircut, he's hot. Oh, <laughs> he's, mm. yeah, he's in uh, what is it? Young Doctor Frankenstein or something like that. Some some other he show. Is yeah. <laughs> Freaking gorgeous. Well, his without ca- that damn haircut. Yeah, his, his character on Mr. Mercedes is Oogie, and I, I for uh, oh Kelly Lynch. Are you kidding me? Well, Kelly the Lynch. Mother? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm so tempted to spoil a bunch of shit. You, I know. I'm, I'm so eager, Bob I'm so eager to talk poker. about yeah the details. Uh, but it was it's so good. It is really good. And Holland Taylor, God bless her, she's so great. And, yeah. and it's just... Another huge triumph for Holland Taylor, that's for sure. Totally. Yeah. I yeah. mean, she's amazing in that. Mm. It's just like, I just discovered it because of the Hulu. Ah, yes, yes. Absolutely. So I'm promoting oh, a show Hulu? I don't get paid for, so whatever. The, the only problem... No, wait. I mean, we were watching it on Peacock. That's where the... And, and the one oh, thing yeah, about, it's Peacock. I'm sorry, it's Peacock, not Hulu. I'm yeah. sorry. It mm. is on the Peacock. Okay, so who is suing Trump today? <laughs> Look at all the 
nation, their hopes will go away. Who's suing Trump? Who's suing Trump? Who's suing Trump today? I love that. Again, Man, George, I gotta, we George Harris, thank you. We gotta pay him to do the what the heck is wrong with Bob <laughs> song. <laughs> See, you, well, David, you're a singer. You could do that. You could make that jingle. I mean, you are a singer, right? We're not hearing an imposter on all of those Astral Summer songs, are we? <laughs> yeah, it's all computers. Okay. <laughs> well, um, the Capitol Police officers involved in the January 6th insurrection are suing Trump and all of his allies for the ridiculousness that they went through and the election lies. Uh, a group of seven Capitol Police officers filed a lawsuit on Thursday accusing former President Donald Trump and nearly 20 members of far-right extremist groups and political organizations of a plot to disrupt the peaceful transition of power during the Capitol riot on January 6th. The Capitol riot. Can you please stop calling it the Capitol riot? It's a, it was a terrorist attack. Yeah, and also the word and riot. attempt. Sometimes yes. the word riot can be used to describe a part. Oh, we had a riot at that party last night. Did you have a riot? I had a total a riot. riot. That was such a riot. A guy was running around with a, a lampshade on his head. And the other guy was telling d- disgusting jokes using a weird voice. It was a riot. No, no. It was an insurrection. It was an invasion and occupation of Congress. Anyway, I digress. The suit which implicated members of the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers Militia, and Trump associates like Roger Stone was arguably the most expensive civil effort to date, seeking to hold Mr. Trump and his allies legally accountable for the storming of the Capitol. While three other familiar lawsuits were filed in recent months, the suit on Thursday was the first to allege that Mr. Trump worked in concert with both far-right extremists and political organizers, promoting his baseless lies that the presidential election was marred by fraud. And of course, we heard evidence of that from Alex Jones's fucking fucked up mouth itself, where he talked about how he coordinated with the White House to lead the people from the ellipse all the way down to the Capitol building. That was his job in all of this. And we all know that when it comes to Trump White House things, Donald Trump micromanages everything. So if this was some sort of a coordinated effort between, say, the White House and Alex Jones is really, you could say, it was a coordinated effort between Donald Trump and Alex Jones. Because this is exactly what he wanted to have. All you got to do is look at the video of Donald Trump watching what was going on at the Capitol with a big, stupid, fucking shit-eating grin on his face. And you know exactly that that's what he wanted. God, you know, I'm just so glad I don't have to see his fucking orange, saggy bed sore of a face every day. I know. And listen to the god-awful honking sound coming out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And the other thing is, Horrible. yeah, well, this is what he was. He was doing a funny voice the other day. I, I was noticing this when he was talking about always, uh, always oh, oh, talking about vaccines. He was like, "Take the vaccine, take it." I took the vaccine. It worked. I did. You know, if it doesn't work, I'll let you know. He was doing a weird, like chatty, funny voice, like he was trying to do like some sort of wacky character. <sighs> and then as soon as they started booing him. He was like, oh, I bet you got your freedoms. You got your freedoms, too. So, uh, meantime, Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman are totally fucked with their unzipped pants on. (laughs) Yeah. 
The FCC has proposed a $5.1 million fine against conservative activists for making unlawful robocalls that made false claims about mail-in voting. The calls lied about mail voting in the run-up to the 2020 election. It is the largest robocall fine ever proposed by the FCC for violating the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. Telephones? I don't remember telephones. I barely... Remember. I have several landlines, and that's how I talk to my mother, because we're old people. Yes. But suffice to say, uh, Jacob Wall, Jack Berkman are going to go to prison for a long time. Jack Berkman, I mentioned the unzipped pants. Jack Berkman, during that press conference where they were going to announce all kinds of allegations against uh, Robert Mueller, remember that? Jack Berkman yeah. turns up to the press conference where there were like four people. Turns up with his fly like, down. It was like the conference room in Radisson Inn or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Like a yeah. Motel 6 conference room. It was in uh, Jacob Wall's basement or something like that. <laughs> his mother's boat shed. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Jack Berkman with his pants totally unzipped. I mean, not just a little bit where you can <sighs> see the little handle for the zipper. It His zipper was all the way fucking down. And so it's like the whole upshot of that press conference was... Oh, yeah, did you see Jack Berkman's fly was down? <laughs> no one gave a shit what they had to say, of course, because it was all bullshit. So it just became all about Jack Berkman and his fly being down. Uh, meantime, the sausage king, Igor Fruman. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have laughed at that. That's no, a, I should have. That's a deep cut. That's a Ferris Bueller deep cut. Abe, that's a deep cut. Abe Froman. I'm told Abe Froman is the sausage king, not Igor Fruman. They're separate people. But Igor Fruman has switched his plea to guilty. He is guilty, which means he could be cooperating with SDNY. <laughs> Sweet. Yes, I love this news. And I also love the fact that, <laughs> that Lev Parnas... Igor Fruman's pal and confidant and co-conspirator, Lev Parnas is back to pestering Kimberly via DM again. Oh, no. This, <laughs> this is one of my favorite things. Every time this happens, she comes running into my office and goes, oh, Lev Parnas is texting me again. <laughs> Which is so it fucking is so weird. weird. It is That's so just, weird. She should interview him. She really just should. I know. I keep she saying really that. Oh, my God. Just for the cred. Just to be able to say, you know who's on my show today? Lev, Lev fucking Parnas. Parnas. She really, 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 really You should. know, because he'll just blab all kinds of stuff he's not supposed to I talk know, about. and it's in public. Let's do it. Come on, Kimberly. Kimberly. You, you're listening Take to this right Kimberly. now. Kimberly. Come on, Kimberly. Like, I'd do it. If we need to. I will sit if there Lev... like, on the extension. Remember when you did that? When you were teenagers, when you had a landline, yeah. and someone could pick up another phone in the house and be on your call? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I am going to go back to my lobbying efforts, because back when he was like texting her every day, with like links and how are you? It's like he's flirting with Kimberly. He's totally via... flirting with her. Yeah. And so back in the day, I she, was like, come on, Kimberly, you're hot. Let's get do diamonds. it. You know, Jesus you can always Christ. sell them later. Like after we smuggle them across the border into Canada, when this particular country collapses onto itself. Yeah. yeah. What's so, so funny. The lining of your clothes. What's so funny too, is when she reveals that I'm her boyfriend and, and then I either sends a picture or just a link to my Twitter. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what do you want? Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Better back off. It was like, uh, like uh, John Melendez once asked Kimberly out to lunch, and he had no idea that she was with me. And, I, you know, I confronted John on, on his show. In fact, we've talked about this on his show a couple of times because I've been on John's podcast. Yeah. <gasps> what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing, man? What, what? She's way too tall for him. Uh, yes. And you know so. what? She has got 
powerful hands. I would not want to get in a thumb wrestling match with Kimberly Johnson. Kimberly Johnson would snap my thumb like a twig. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't want to. I mean, she's six feet tall. And uh, and yeah, well, you can extrapolate from there. Uh, she's p- powerful. There's a couple that used to live here named Chad and Fauna, and they were both over six feet Tad tall. Tad and like the Russian Fauna? Chad and Fauna. He was Chad, but like... Yes, hi, my name she, is Tad. This is my wife, Fauna. Yes, we're here. On our <laughs> no, she got it all wrong. He Would you like, like to join total... us on our yacht for some caviar? They both look like... They look like like Russian mafia. I mean, they had like the long black trench coats, you know, yeah. the... They're the goth ninjas of your neighborhood. But yeah, were, right. Yeah. But then they would winter in Stad. Hey, would you like to winter with us in Stad? <laughs> I'm Tad. <laughs> this is Fauna. We winter in Stad. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> One more break back with uh, more stuff right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! right here from the uh, indie bands that we play here on the show. This is Marina Rocks. A song called Joyride, her song of the summer. Latest single from Marina. MarinaRocks.com. Yes. You gotta get this song. You gotta get this song. If, if you don't if you don't want to get it, what you can do is just download the Indie Music Countdown next weekend so you have it. Uh, because Marina is uh, amazing, one of the great guitar players, one of the great singers, songwriters that we have around here on the uh, on all of the various indie labels. Yeah, just outstanding. And this uh, this song is uh, slowly working its way into the charts, but it should be at the top of all the charts, along with many of our other uh, recording artists here on the show. Okay, so moving along here uh, on our big Thursday show, what else do we have uh, on the horizon? Oh, yes. This guy, I, we got to play this tape for a second. There was a, a hearing over masking at this uh, school board meeting. I'm not sure exactly where it took place, 
But there was this guy. It's a clip that's been going around on Twitter. And yes, it's just a random red hat shitting his infant pants over mask mandates. And uh, maybe you've you've heard this already, but it it bears repeating. It bears uh, listening to again to get a sense of what they intend to do because of mask mandates during a pandemic. Dan Vanderswag. Oh, his name is Dan Vanderswag. That's his name. I just got that. That's my father-in-law right there speaking on behalf of my his grandkids. <laughs> you with that diaper on your face, if he farted right now, could you smell it? Oh, he's oh, so no. clever. See, there's your little bro science. You know, if you can smell something, that means you're also getting the particles. <sighs> I think he just wanted to say the word fart at a school board meeting. Because <laughs> oh, he's so mature. And he called it a little diaper. He called it a face diaper. Get it? It's like a diaper. That's how stupid this is. We're all playing games here with people's lives, and I'm sick of it. I represent all these hardworking guys that couldn't be here today to take off work to put up with this BS that you guys are putting down. And there's hell coming. Mm. There's hell coming, and I'm not doing it to threaten anybody. But there's a lot of good guys out there ready to do bad things soon. Watch what's coming. This guy's going to get arrested in his driveway after a domestic violence thing in 25 seconds. I yeah. mean, it's like that check is already in the mail. Yeah. yeah. Start, you know, like, does does he not see what's happening to the insurrectionist? Does he not know what's in store for him if he tries any shit here with his fucking on weekend News warriors? Teams. Yeah. He's been like huffing straight Tucker Carlson in the garage. Yeah. You know, <laughs> straight from the tank of his dad's car. Just like, ooh. I swear yeah, to fucking God, yeah. there's there's got to be an overlap between the opioid crisis and what is happening with a lot yeah. of the people who have been victims of the opioid crisis. It's the same. The overlap is the same. It's white, middle-class people in some of these red states and some of these red areas, red districts and so on, who are now going indiscriminately bananas over wearing a mask for fuck's sake. There was another guy. We'll play the rest of this tape here in a second. The there, terrible there was, irony is that, like, I mean, he's talking about you're playing with people's lives. And it's like, no, you are literally playing with people's lives, you fuckhead. There was another guy outside of a school who was <sighs> throwing a shit fit and ended up beating up some teenage girl who was wearing a mask. Or yeah. he tried to beat her up and then he was restrained. What, what is that? Why? Oh, yes, that's right. Tucker Carlson, I forgot. Fox News Channel, I forgot. Donald Trump, I forgot. Alex Jones, I forgot. It's like melting their frontal cortex. Yeah, exactly. Because they sit there and bask in fear and rage all Mm -hmm. day and all night. Well, here comes more of Dan. These these mandates are against the Nuremberg Codes. (laughs) No. No. states, voluntary informed consent. Are you a Nazi? You know what mandates? <laughs> Wait, David, he was asking if you're a Nazi. No, I'm on a long-term mandate. <laughs> mandates lead to same-sex marriage. Anyway, exactly. Uh, uh, does he realize that he's wearing pants partly because it's against the law to not wear pants in public? Exactly. I mean, if the people that are like, no shoes, no shirts, no service is fine. Yeah. And by the way, why not no shoes? But anyway... They're like, you know, no sh- no shirts, no shoes, but what about pants? 
traffic laws, things like that. Traffic sure. laws. Traffic you know. laws are the most explicit one because you have to wear a seatbelt. You, know, you, you can't the same weave through Completely freak out if you got a hotel room and it smelled like cigarette smoke. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you can't smoke in hotels. What is it? <laughs> You're sitting, they send my dad off to Vietnam and, and fight for the country, but you're going to tell him to wear a mask? Well, yeah, they told you him. You're a fucking citizen. It's they likely. They also made him get vaccinated against polio to join the military. Yeah. And it's likely that they were involuntarily drafted and sent to Vietnam. By the way. I mean, can you imagine if there was a draft now? Uh, they, there, by the way, should be. So that. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally, I'm serious because first off, women should also be drafted because that's sexist for us not to be. Mm. I thought that when I was 18 years old, why don't I have to register? That's stupid. But if we had a draft again, guess what? People would care about war. Yeah. And you start with Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. Yeah, start with all those motherfuckers. All of these weekend warriors. Yeah, all of the weekend warrior militia guys who do the dress them up every weekend with their AR 15s and their tactical gear from Amazon.com and Cabela's. Congratulations. They won't make it through one day of PT. Not a single oh, fucking day. Because you know what? At the end of the day, <laughs> if their stupid fucking rebellion or their revolution or whatever the fuck they're going to do, if that actually happens, the good news is most of us can outrun them. Mm-hmm. I was say, you guys can have your revolution if you can run a mile without stopping. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you can make it one. Your revolution's right over there. A mile that way. Run. Run one <laughs> city block without stopping and barfing. Good luck. I appreciate the fact that I can't control myself. There's a lot of other guys that control myself, that can't control themselves. What? Oops. That's what? why they're not here right now. I have nothing else to say. Do what's right. There's a lot of bad things coming. Uh, can you imagine being this guy's kid when he gets on a tear on Friday yeah. night about you because you got a C in math? Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do, I do for you kids. You oh, <laughs> yeah, a lot less than getting a C in math, I assume, right? Yeah. This guy seems like he's on a fucking hair trigger, and anything will set him off. Imagine him with a few beers in him. Did what you, you hear the woman that Stephanie played who was terrified that you're going to be magnetized? And it was oh, like, yeah. she wasn't yelling. She was. She sounded genuinely scared. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people really are. I mean, that's what, that's why the guy is yelling. Yeah, because he's fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. But he's that he is that way because he's he's got the worms in his brain from Fox yeah. News. Yeah, so worms. he should take Invermectin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Well, here's something that um, none of them are acknowledging at this point, and that is the massive medical debt that they could incur. Yep. If they end up getting COVID and they don't happen to have insurance at the time. They don't believe it. Uh, Even thankfully, they do have insurance. Yeah. Well, thankfully, with uh, with the Affordable Care Act, you can get a sh- insurance that's affordable and would cover most of this stuff. But if they choose, oh, well, fuck Obama. I'm not getting any insurance. I'm not going to sign up for Obamacare. Fuck that. Well, I got this note from a, a friend of mine on Twitter. He wrote, my mother just spent a little over two weeks on a ventilator with COVID before being stable enough to move to another hospital for continued treatment. That first hospital bill was just over half a million dollars. <laughs> there's your freedom. And I, there's nothing indicating that, the, that this guy's mother was a, a mask shirker or a vaccine shirker. She just ended up getting COVID. But this is all to illustrate what some of these shirkers could end up doing, you know, for freedom. You know, the, the vaccine, it costs zero. It took 15 minutes to get my vaccination. Fuck the vaccine. 
I'd rather incur medical debt of, you know, half a million dollars if I end up on a ventilator with COVID and all of the subsequent health issues I'll have probably because of that. A that's lot of these that's guys a, are ending up on ventilators. What was that talk show host from Nashville? Is it Phil, Phil Valentine. Valentine. Yeah. He's gone. I mean, gone. Gone. Talk, he was ta- he was so concerned that the vaccine was going to give him a heart attack, so he didn't get vaccinated. He says he's not going to get COVID, and if he does, he's not going to die from it. Fast forward to the headline, Phil Valentine, vaccine, anti-vaxxer, anti-masker, dies of COVID. That's the format. I take any of these people, and it's just a matter of time before the headline that ends with dies from COVID. On respirator, unresponsive. Yeah, hits, the, yeah. Uh, hits social media. It's only a matter of time. With all of these people. It's, and as this goes on, it's almost guaranteed that every single one of these unvaxxed, non-masking idiots will get fucking COVID. The longer the timeline goes on, the greater the chance of all of them getting COVID and many of them dying or at least being hospitalized, being held back from suffocating to death. Yep. Freedom. Would you yeah, see what freedom. Delta Airlines is doing? Yeah, that's I think it was Delta a great Airlines idea. who calls it by this variant by its scientific name IB three seven A or whatever it is, but because yeah. like, they're not, they really wanted to call it the United variant. You could just feel it twitching under their skin. They did, know? they um, did. Yeah, <laughs> the American, the Spirit. Yeah, variant. Variant, but anyway, like they're charging their unvaccinated employees two hundred extra dollars a month on their health insurance. I'm with them. They're like, you're going to incur massive debt when you get sick. I'm with them. At this point, I mean, the freaking variant is so contagious and so. I mean, it like it. Yeah, it really is. And and it's just the Delta variant. I mean, what happens to, you know, 12 variants down the road? It's just getting more and more powerful. Again, there has better be a goddamn nationwide vaccine mandate. I don't care whether it comes from the private sector, businesses and so on, or state governments or the fucking federal government. If we don't have a nationwide vaccine mandate that is ongoing until we've reached herd immunity, society in this country will break down. I am telling you, the economy cannot continue to endure. Society as we know it right now cannot continue to endure if we're constantly living for years and years and years with these massive spikes. And we are on the verge of a spike that's going to make last winter look like nothing. The spike that is incoming right now in COVID in this country is going to be gigantic and it's going to be a lot of kids. I mean, the nightmare we are facing down. Hey, here's my happy, clappy Ted Lasso hope and optimism for you. <laughs> this is what I was talking about. I'm really trying to do, but I can't not see that. I've said a million times, it's like uh, Sam Elliott's character in Gettysburg, where he can see exactly what the Confederates are going to do before it happens and how it's all going to go down and there's nothing he can do about it. That's the sense that I have as I watch this news and see these charts and graphs of the infection rate and the death rate and so on in some of these states. Some, some states were not even being acknowledged as one of the trouble spots because the other trouble spots are so fucking massive. Like North Carolina. No one's talking about North Carolina. Gigantic spike in North Carolina. And uh, we've got a citywide mask mandate in defiance of the governor. I, yeah. I have not looked into the particulars of that, but I'm pretty sure our mayor was like, screw you. Yeah. You won't be in office. Remember Sturgis took place. Uh, bike rally. Know, yeah. The big bike rally in Sturgis. Uh, 700,000 people. Yeah. The increase in COVID cases in the South Dakota County where Sturgis took place. 1,550% increase in COVID cases over the past I thought it was only 400%. Now it's 
more than doubled since this morning. Yeah, 1,550%. That is from NBC News. is like, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure the federal government can't tell you to get vaccinated. By the way, anyone anyone want to see my boobies? I mean, that's basically, (laughs) that's what Christine Ohm's relying on, that she's going to float on her looks. And that's going to propel She's very attractive. She's very, very attractive, but she should never be in the White House. Right, right. And here's the clincher. This may give us an indication as to what Greg Abbott's doing, what Ron DeSantis is doing. DeSantis said the other day during an interview that Joe Biden has failed to end COVID. Oh, for fuck's sake. So it gives me the indication that what they're doing here by uh, these executive orders banning mask mandates, banning vaccine mandates, even down to the school board level. What this indicates is the reason they're doing it is so they can blame Joe Biden when the numbers go up. Yep. God fucking Uh, damn it. The shamelessness, the fucking shamelessness. How do they fucking, how do they sleep at night? I know Ben Shapiro sleeps on a pile of money is what he he said. Well, that's what it is, is money and power. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On lives, they're they're sleeping on piles and piles of bodies, dead people, soon to children. be children's bodies. Mm. Yeah, fucking hell, huh? I mean, and, and pro life party. Wee. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. <laughs> great talking, to you guys. Upbeat, Keep your upbeat. feet Wee. on the ground and your head in the stars. Woo! Here's a dead puppy. <laughs> <laughs> We you are know, look, so happy, clappy. I mean, again, you, you have to be true to your own personality, and and my personality is, I, you know, I'm I'm generally optimistic, <laughs> but Me too. Th- this is, I, I cannot not see this coming down Main Street. It is so fucking obvious. You smell it like a fart in a car, unless you're wearing a mask and then you can't smell the fart. Says that guy. Anyway, <laughs> like All right, you. you know what? We're going to talk about Kaylee McEnany. And the fact yeah. that, oh, yeah, uh, there were no, it wasn't a crisis after crisis situation during the Donald Trump presidency, unlike Joe Biden, which is just nonstop crisis. <laughs> going to talk about that. <laughs> also, uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah. Oh, my God, Rudy. Rudy Giuliani. This is so fucking gross. What do you hear what Rudy was doing at JFK International Airport the other day? Oh, I heard about that. Uh, it's don't, gross. Don't, don't say it. Shh. So gross. Yeah, very, very gross. Um, oh, I have a great example of, of just exactly how racist the United States has been in the past. <laughs> and this is a, a weird story. It's a local story, but I think it's a story that really underscores systemic racism in the United States. And if you know anyone who's like, oh, there's no racism in the United States, I don't know what you're talking about. They're probably drunk, one. And two, they have yeah. no idea. They have no fucking clue what the, the, our history is like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely white. They're yeah, definitely like that guy, Dan, that. who was screaming at the school board meeting about farts and yeah. masks and insurrections and other nonsense. So, yeah, another example of our systemic racism in this country and a whole lot more. Of course, that's at bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Sign up for $5 a month. You can keep listening to this here podcast right here because what we do is we stop in the free version of the show as soon as this music is done playing and then we continue on talking. There's more show to come. 
but it only happens on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Go sign up, and thank you in advance for doing that. Meantime, uh, follow Jody and David at uh, Twitter and on their podcasts and so on. Okay, that's it for the show. Blah, Take care, blah, folks. Blah, blah, blah. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, Have a good bye. <laughs>